You're listening to a TVO podcast. Hi, Pippa. Hi, Karina. Today we're digging into, I think, what could honestly be called the word of the year. Is it a word, though? Like, <laughs> it's a name. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, but yes, it's it's a word. A name is a noun, Pippa. It's a proper noun. Okay. We're talking about Karen. So as always on the show, we have to go to the experts. My name is Karen Gunther. Hi, my name is Karen Freeman. My name is Karen. My name is Karen Keho. I'm Karen Williams. Hello, my name is Karen Gray. This is Karen Spector, and I've been a Karen for 56 years. So as you just heard, we talked to a whole bunch of Karens, of people named Karen. Uh, it's funny, but I, like, I keep having this moment where I want to say um, people named Karen when I, when I talk about this group of people we interviewed, just to like soften the blow, because otherwise I feel like I'm calling them a Karen, you yeah. know, like, uh, it makes me think of when we talked about person first language <laughs> last season, <laughs> not to make light of this, but th- we have an episode on the word addict and we have this whole discussion about it's better to say people with addiction <laughs> rather than addict. I, I want to say like people with the name Karen instead of Karen. <laughs> they have the affliction of being named Karen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty loaded term these days. Also, I feel like this topic feels close to me because my name is Karina. <laughs> and like um, Karen. Uh... It's close. It's close. It's spelled K-A-R-I-N-A. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it looks and sounds really different, but people routinely, accidentally call me Karen. I mean, you just forwarded me yesterday that Someone had emailed you, hi, Karen. Yeah, yeah, I see it a lot. I see that in Katrina, but lately mm. I've been seeing Karen a lot, and I wonder if it's because the, the word is just, like, in the in the consciousness of people. You'd think that you'd be more delicate and, like, double-check that someone's name is actually Karen before you hurl oh that at them. them. <laughs> I know, I know. It always It's always, like, a moment of horror a little bit for me when I see it, but I just want to shout out to my mom for naming me Karina. <laughs> she was so close to really stepping yeah. in it. It it was it was uh, dicey, but she she made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we talked to a lot of Karens, young Karens, middle aged Karens, white Karens, non white Karens, mostly white. Yeah, I mean, um, the Karen demographic definitely rings true. We discovered when we put out this call to talk to Karens. And they all had a lot to say about the memification of their name. I first remember the Karen meme as the middle-aged mom who needs to speak to the manager, which I think is really funny because I happen to manage a restaurant. <laughs> That's Karen Gunther in her early 30s. And as she's very quick to point out, her name is spelled K-A-R-Y-N. <laughs> she actually told me, you know, she'd be changing her name if it weren't for the Y. It's a saving grace. Wow. But Karen told us that her name comes up a lot at work. Or if I'm working and I am the manager of a restaurant, I will make a joke, depending on the table, of course, but I'll make a joke like, oh, instead of asking for the manager, I just became the manager. (laughs) One of those like lame, lame server jokes that you use over and over again. Okay, so brass tacks here. Let's talk about the word itself. So Karen is a Danish diminutive. 
of the name Catherine, which is itself an English name from a Greek root that means pure. And like most diminutives or nicknames, it has a lot of variant spellings, like we just heard from Karen with a Y. Um, you're going to hear a little later on from a Karen with an I. Sometimes it's spelled with a C and, and so on. Side note, I actually went on a lot of baby name websites in researching this episode, and the baby name comment boards are uh, pretty unhinged. <laughs> It's a really weird part of the internet that I hadn't explored before, so I, I, I do recommend it. You need to give me details. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just mean that it's amazing the amount of like vitriol and oh. anger that, I'm going to just say it, women <laughs> on these baby name websites have for people who name their baby a name that they don't like. Like oh. people on the other side of the world that they have nothing to do with. They'll, like, go on a just, like, a hate-fueled rant about how that's a terrible name to give a child. And that they're, they're ruining yeah. their life. This is child yeah. abuse. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty wild. Um, check it out. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> we have this Danish name, Karen, uh, and it starts showing up in North American English around the early to mid-20th century. And then in the 50s and 60s, the popularity of the name Karen spiked. People just couldn't get enough of naming their daughter Karen. It was a top 10 baby name for girls in the U.S. for those two decades. It stayed, like, in and around the top 10. And it peaked at number three in 1965. Like, consistently top 10 for two decades is yeah. wild. Yeah, I know. Also, we shouldn't forget the fact that uh, the baby boom in the 50s means that the birth rate was up which translates to a whole lot more Karens proportionally. Mm. And also, I feel like back then there wasn't this thing of like, I mean, this is speaking as someone who spent time on the baby name <laughs> forums. This is very unbrand um, for you. I know. Uh, people are a lot more concerned nowadays about giving their kid a unique name. Right. Where I feel like back in the 50s and 60s, like it wasn't that big of a deal for a kid to have the same name as kids in their class and kids on their block. It wasn't a negative for parents back then. Right. Uh, for us, born in the 90s, the vast majority of Karens we meet now tend to be in their 50s and 60s. Okay, so I think we should probably define the Karen stereotype a little bit more here. So you mentioned that because of the baby boom and naming trends, Karen would probably be in their 50s and 60s, right? But I feel like the meme is referring to someone younger, like in their 40s. I'm I'm thinking specifically of Kate Gosselin, <laughs> who I feel like she brought the, like, can I speak to your manager haircut to fame. And I, I looked this up. She's currently 45. So I feel like that's kind of where I see the Karen stereotype living. Yeah. I mean, despite the the facts, I do agree that, like, a lot of the Karens in the news lately have been younger than that age group. Totally. Uh, what else can we say about the like the stereotypical Karen. I I feel like we're building an archetype right now. I mean, we can definitely agree that a Karen has to be white, right? right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll just describe the haircut for those who are unfamiliar. I don't know who that might be, but like, it's basically like a bob in the front or like a long bang that kind of ends <laughs> ends at chin length, but then it has to have volume right behind that, right? Like right, it's, right in it's, the back. Do you remember, Karina, bumpets? I've been thinking about bumpets. What's a bumpet? It's like a little foam piece that you would 
stuff it under your <gasps> bun. No, yeah, 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 or like yeah, yeah. Right there to give you volume right behind your bangs. I remember. I remember. We all agreed like that we wanted a, just like a bump of volume in our hair. And I think that's the Karen aesthetic, right? There has to be like yeah. a spike or like a volume. There has to be like a height right behind There's... the smooth bang. Have you seen the the SNL? Yes. Skit. Yeah. The, this is what I think of immediately. It's like there's a skit called The Cut, I think. Mm-hmm. And and it's this... <laughs> I mean, the haircut really is bang on. Like, it, that's the haircut for sure. So so a Karen is white. A Karen is middle-aged. What else? I think the most important aspect of the Karen is that they are kind of like weaponizing their femininity and their whiteness. Mm-hmm. Um in varied situations to get what they want. Right. So it's about entitlement more than anything. Yeah. So why do you think it's Karen? And why didn't we choose, like, Kathy or Linda or, like, another one of those names we talked about? Okay, so a lot of people think that it originates actually from a comedy bit by Dane Cook that (laughs) aired in 2005. Um, So uh, Dane Cook says in this routine... Uh, every group has a Karen, and she's always a bag of douche. <laughs> and when she's not around, you just look at each other and say, God, Karen, she's such a douchebag. Oh God, Dane Cook. I know. <sighs> um, I I actually spoke to someone named Karen, spelled with an I, who is 27 years old, and she vividly remembers this Dane Cook bit when it came out. Dane Cook was at the peak of his comedic career. Remember that guy, Dane Cook? Yeah, all of my crushes liked him. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get into this guy. Thought he was pretty funny. And then I got to a skit called Friend No One Likes. And the punchline of the joke is like, there's always this friend in every group that nobody likes. So whenever they leave their room, everyone talks about them. And that person's name is always Karen. No one likes Karen, blah, blah, blah. And I was mortified, panicked, and got really upset at my mom and dad for giving me this terrible name and um, eventually got over it. But it's burned into my memory as this like deep shame. And sometimes I still feel a second, second wave of embarrassment from it. Karen also brought up the movie Mean Girls. The movie Mean Girls comes out. Wow, what a great movie. Stellar performance from all the cast, including Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried, who plays... A notoriously, famously dumb person named Karen. And there's even a quote that's like, God, Karen, you're so stupid, which I heard a lot of in elementary school. I forgot about that one. Like, oh, my God, Karen, you can't just ask someone why they're white. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like like the history of the Karen meme I've always read originates with Black Twitter. Yes, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there was like a, this Twitter skirmish in 2020 over the idea that Karen is actually a slur, which we'll definitely get more into later. Mm. But um, black people on Twitter basically claimed ownership of the word, saying black women specifically created and used the term Karen as a way to talk about racism in the workplace. So Karen is their shorthand for uh, like an entitled white manager or white customer. I mean, I would bet on that being the real origin, personally. I feel like 90% of the slang that we talk about on this show came from Black women or from Black Twitter. Yeah. And 0% have come from Dane Cook. So <laughs> yeah. just looking at the stats here, that's that's my bet, personally. Yeah, uh, based on our sample size, I would, <laughs> would have to agree. Um, yeah. And, and to that point, I spoke to my manager at work about this, who is white, and whose name is, of course, Karen. 
I was born in 1972 on the east coast of Canada in what I would actually call a generation of Jennifers more than a cohort of Karens. But it's funny, I actually started hearing and seeing uh, these memes about Karen because my sister would send them to me. And as kids, it was always kind of a running joke that we'd go on family vacations different places. And of course, in the gift shop, there was always those mini license plates or personalized pens that have your name on them. And Karen was everywhere. You could always find Karen, but we couldn't uh, ever find her name because she had a more unusual name. So uh, when some of the cat memes and the I want to speak to your manager memes started coming out with Karen, she'd send them to me and be like, ah, I can't believe it. You've even got a meme to yourself. So this Karen is in her late 40s. So demographic wise, she fits kind of into the Karen stereotype we've been talking about, even though she is, and I want to make this clear, not a Karen. <laughs> and when she was born in the 70s, the name Karen was much more popular, but now not not so much. I was just reading that uh, one of those baby name sites had been publishing sort of their most popular names of the year. And as an adjunct to that, happened to mention that in the year 2020, no one has apparently saved the name Karen in their wish list for baby girl names uh, for this year. So it could be that uh, this generation of Karens maybe were the last of our kind. What are other names that we've all just collectively decided to retire? Mm. Adolf? Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm genuinely trying to think of names that I think it's interesting that like the the only other name we can think of that we've all collectively decided we can't name our baby is like the name of a mass murderer who committed a genocide and 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 then Karen. Like do, do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> totally. I think the wholesale rejection of Karen as a baby name really speaks to the way this meme has gotten much deeper and darker over the course of the past couple years. Yeah, it's evolved from like that entitled white woman we were talking about who's like demanding with service staff to a totally different ballgame, referring to a trope of racist white women who call the cops on black people who are just living their lives. And I think what's interesting is it's kind of hard to pin down like exactly when that meme morphed into its own genre of memes. But we've been using different names as stand-ins for these women for a while. Like the most common being probably Barbecue Becky, which is a woman who called the cops on these two men who were barbecuing and nothing right. they were doing was even illegal. Yeah, or or Permit Patty, that's one. Oh yeah, she called the police on an eight-year-old black girl for selling water without a permit. Um... I feel like these have all been around since 2018. And something interesting about this year, specifically 2020, is that it's it's also extended to anti-maskers. I, this is such a this is such a this year <laughs> phrase. Last year we we wouldn't the word anti-mask. We would were so make young. No sense. We were so young. Everything was so sweet and simple. Um, and it's important to keep in mind that while like the use of the word Karen is recent. The behavior isn't. No, no, of course not. And there have been brilliant essays coming out linking this current behavior to historical examples, one of the most common ones being Emmett Till. Yeah, we talked about Emmett Till a bit in our episode on White last season. Right. He's, of course, uh, this 14-year-old a black boy in Mississippi who was lynched in 1955 after he was accused of um, offending a white woman. I feel like this horrifyingly mirrors stories that we hear now. Um, one of the Karen memes that we didn't talk about before is Corner Store Caroline, which is like 
a perfect example of this, where a woman named Teresa Klein called 911, accusing a nine-year-old boy of groping her, and it was later proved with store footage that he just, like, brushed past her. She later apologized, but there's footage of her calling the police saying, I was just sexually assaulted by a child, which just sort of, like, sticks in your mind. Yeah, it's just such a, a dark thing to to make up. <sighs> Absolutely. Um, there was a piece in the New York Times this past spring called How White Women Use Themselves as Instruments of Terror. And Charles Blow, the writer, he links this lineage to the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921 as well. And in the Tulsa Race Massacre, it's not 100% clear what started the entire event, but the Oklahoma Historical Society says the most common explanation is that a black man, Dick Rowland, stepped on a white woman, Sarah Page's toe, in an elevator, and she screamed. And yet, like the next day in the paper, it was reported that he tried to rape her, and that led to an attempted lynching, which set off this riot in which, like, 300 or more people died. Yeah. Um, When we think about racism, especially in historical terms, I think we imagine white male perpetrators, usually. Like, if you're... If you imagine a lynching or a slave owner or a KKK meeting, you picture men, right? Um, But white women were, of course, a part of this. Of course. Um, In fact, historian Stephanie Jones Roger wrote this book called They Were Her Property. And it's about white women owning slaves in the American South. And she talks about how white women were often gifted enslaved people rather than property from their parents, even when they were like babies and that they were as violent or more violent than their male counterparts. And there are just, like, so many examples of white women using their privilege and their kind of, like, vulnerability to cast themselves as victims and to harm usually black men. So, I mean, it's obvious that white Karens, quote-unquote, calling the cops on black people is not a new thing at all. No, and it ties, like, exactly into this violent history People have made the point that, like, calling the cops on black people, especially when a white woman says she's in danger, like Amy Cooper said, an African-American man is threatening me, right? Like, that's violence. She's asking for that black person to be put in a potentially life-threatening situation. Right. It's it's serious. And to that point, I've read articles about how actually using the term Karen, people think it's like letting them off too easy. It's too cute of a meme to sum up the behavior when what it really should be called is racism and white supremacy. Like, if you take the act of calling the police on a black person to its logical conclusion, you're basically threatening them with potential death. Right. And on the other hand, like, maybe it is letting them off too easy with a cute nickname, but also I think there's some, like, real value in having this, like, one-word way to point out this behavior pattern of Mm -hmm. privileged white women, like, weaponizing their white femininity. Yeah, I think that, you know, instead of having a bunch of these different cutesy nicknames, now we just have Karen. And that's kind of better. Like, it's shorthand comes up for a reason, and it's just because we are collectively calling out this behavior a lot this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a question. Are there male Karens? Now, there are definitely men who have, like, phoned the cops on black people there are definitely people who are, like, entitled and demanding, but do mm-hmm. we have, like, a do we have a catchy nickname for them? I know, like, the internet has tried so hard to come up with a male Karen equivalent. Ken? Yeah, I've seen Frank. 
Kevin Todd. Todd. In, in fact, this one guy on Reddit, he mapped out the popularity of the name Karen through history, like what you talked about before. He mm-hmm. found that the male equivalent scientifically is Terry. Terry? Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem like that popular of a name, but okay. Apparently, it lines up perfectly. Um, I read something saying that the reason that we don't have a catchy shorthand for men with this behavior is that, like, women are socialized to seek out help. That makes sense. You know? More often. And men would, like, be confrontational or violent themselves, maybe. Exactly. So it sort of self-selects for women because they're more likely to call the police. And I mean, there have definitely been like a million op-eds about if Karen is a sexist meme. Yeah. Or ageist or classist. Basically, like, is it a slur? Yeah. Okay. So to the point about it being classist, I'm like, I feel like the Karen stereotype is pointing to someone who's middle class or upper middle class, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Karen to me is not a lower class name. No. Karen is someone who's punching down financially, for sure. (laughs) Um, An ageist, like... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, the meme is about a person of a certain class or age or gender, but it's accurate. (laughs) And Karens are oppressing people. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, you can't... It's like reverse racism. <laughs> like, it can't be a slur. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to, like, you know, soften this with, like, the K word, which you've seen probably. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And if someone said to me, Karen is a slur in the order of, like, a racial slur, I would make a judgment about their politics, basically. It sounds like they are a Karen. Yeah. Yeah. So like we said, whiteness is kind of like the center of the Karen stereotype. But of course, in the real world, there are tons of Karens who are not white. My name is Karen Keho, and I'm a global finance and economics reporter with Quartz. My first impression of the memification of my name is that it was really applying to a group of women that looked nothing like me. Karen is a millennial in her early 30s. I don't think a lot of people know how incredibly common it is among Chinese girls of my millennial generation. There are actually dozens, if not hundreds, of other women named Karen Ho on Facebook, and 400 results or even more on LinkedIn. And for all of the Karens that we spoke to for this episode, you know, some said that the meme didn't really affect their lives. Some said that they changed their behavior to be less like a stereotypical Karen. Yeah, all of these Karens are fine. They're they're the good Karens. I I mean, obviously, this is a podcast about social justice and so we really did self-select for <laughs> decent Karens uh with a sense of perspective who are actually willing to kind of interrogate their place in the world. Honestly, it has not really had a bearing on my life. Being called Karen, it hasn't harmed me. It hasn't, you know, set me back. No one's been rude to me because of it. Uh, I try not to be a Karen, so... Eh, I had the name first, so... But I just had the other day, a gentleman asked me if uh, I wanted to change my name because of all the negativity with the, the name Karen with this pandemic. And I said, no, no stress, no thing. I'm fine with it. 
or feel like I have to like make a joke or reference it in some way so people don't just assume I'm part of that group. Like I have to separate myself in some way. At the pizza place, you know, you'll go, I'll go get pizza, say it's for Karen, I'll come pick it up. And then they'll say like, oh, do you want to talk to the manager? So um, it's been a social, um, an icebreaker, I guess, for some people. And if I can't change the existence of this meme, I can, you know, try to be a good example of what it means to be a person who unfortunately had no choice in having this name, who is, you know, tries to be a good person and tries to help others as often as they can. It's been a fraught run, even before the meme, because Karen always felt like it didn't fit me right. But now, now it's a label for racist women, for women who let their privilege show in public, for bulldog moms. It's embarrassing. I don't think I'm any of those things. But I got to thinking, isn't that just what a Karen would say? Yeah, I think the world would be a better place if we all asked ourselves this more often and like checked in with our own behavior a little bit more like these Karens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And I think we can leave it there. Yeah. Word Bomb is produced by me, Pippa Johnstone. And me, Karina Palmatesta. Thank you so much to all of the Karens who participated. Karen Gunther. Karen Freeman. Karen Burgess. Karen Stowe Spector. Karen Williams. Karen Gray. Karen Cahoe. Our show is recorded in Toronto on the traditional territories of many nations, including the Wendat, the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, Métis, and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. You can follow the show at WordBomb Podcast on Instagram and at tvo.org slash wordbomb. Thank you to everyone at TVO who makes this show possible. And thank you for listening.